You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, Take Me to Your Leader, Part 1. Enjoy. By the power of God's Holy Spirit, you became born from above. You were born of God, which means you're not of this world anymore. I'm looking at extraterrestrials. Now, my family and I just recently discovered an old sci-fi TV show from 1965. First episode aired. And I'll tell you a little bit about it, see if you can guess the title of it. It's about a family that volunteered and was selected for a mission to outer space. Lost in space, you gotta. Yeah, it aired in 1965. Yeah, Danger Will Robinson, right? But it only aired for three seasons because the budget was so expensive. And they couldn't afford to keep producing it. But I grew up in the 70s and the 80s, and they were still playing the reruns of that thing. And I remember watching that. Loved that show. Right? Well, we just found it. Watched the first episode not too long ago. It was a lot of fun. And I remember in the late 70s, Star Wars came out, man. I thought that was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And it's interesting, and I remember listening as a kid to some of my relatives and some of adults uh, talking about the possibility of life in outer space and potential sightings of UFOs and aliens, you know? And there was even, I remember uh, TV specials and different, different magazines were coming out saying aliens sighted in Colorado, right, or things like that, or out in the deserts of Nevada. And there's a fascination that man has with something beyond himself. And whether, without anyone ever having to say anything to us, without ever watching an episode of Lost in Space, without ever reading the Bible, there is something that's internal, an inherent, greater than a fascination, there's an inherent knowing inside of every one of us that there's got to be more to life than what we can see with our eyes. There's got to be more to our time on this earth than what we currently know. There's got to be. And we just watched a a show, Nova, on public television. They were talking about the implementation of the Hubble telescope, which has enabled them to see things in the universe that they are never able to see before. And there is one scientist on there talking about how, how he, according to his calculations, he was sure that when they got to the outer realms of the universe, that the universe would be slowing down and, you know, and, 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 and uh, collapsing. But to their surprise, they found that the universe we're living in is not slowing down, that it is currently expanding and accelerating and increasing. That's not a mystery to us because we know Hebrews chapter 11 that tells us that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God's word doesn't slow down. 
It accelerates and expands. And if you want to accelerate and expand and increase in your life, begin to receive God's word with your heart. His word is just as alive today as it was in Genesis 1. His word is just as full of healing, transforming, life-changing power today as it was the moment Jesus spoke it in Judea 2,000 years ago. So the truth is there is more to life, a whole lot more to life than what we can detect with our senses, than what we currently know. But the truth is the way into this greater life is not by spaceship. Sorry, Will Robinson. It's not by spaceship. It's through faith in Jesus Christ, my favorite alien. Let's take a look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm going to look, actually, you know what? We're going to put it up in the Amplified here. I want you to see this in the Amplified. You can read it on the screen. Powerful verse here. It says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. He also has planted eternity. Remember that word. Eternity in men's hearts and minds. What is it? It's a divinely implanted sense of a purpose working through the ages which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Isn't that great? See, that's inside of every human being. And without Christ, you don't know what to do with that. And man tries to satisfy that in so many different ways. Every human being has this divinely implanted sense. And the only way to satisfy that is through faith in Jesus Christ. This word eternity in this verse, it's the Hebrew word olam. And I want to read you some definitions of this word, very powerful. God has planted in our hearts everlasting perpetual, evermore, ancient, from the most distant past time to the most distant future time, always, long, perpetuity, not limited to the present. And here's the definition I want you to grab a hold of. God has planted in your heart the ability, the capacity to live above time. One of the definitions of that word. God has planted in our hearts the capacity to live above time. That's what faith is. Faith is like a radar that enables you to see things that no one else can see. If faith gives you the capacity to live beyond the present moment, to know you've got something when there's no tangible, natural evidence of it. So people would say, you know, as I was growing up and they're talking about aliens, I said, well, this universe is so huge. I mean, the numbers on the universe are just beyond what man's natural mind can comprehend. They say the vastness of this universe, there's got to be aliens out there. There's got to be life on other planets. There's got to be, you know, intelligent beings studying us. You want to hear what I think? I guess you're going to anyway, huh? 
I personally believe that the vastness of this amazing universe that we're living in is an expression of God's extravagant love for you. And every time you look at a star, it's to be a reminder of his love for you. That God would create something so amazing to express how much he thinks of you. 1 John 3, 1 says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. You see, that divinely implanted capacity to live above time that God put inside of us, that awakens when you put your faith in Christ. That's really when life begins. So a lot of people have been on earth for many years but haven't started living yet because they haven't entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's, that's when this awakens in us, when you begin to realize how much God loves you. God's love lifts you out of the present time and takes you places you could never go on your own. When you begin to realize how much God loves you, everything changes. So during this series, Take Me to, our, to Your Leader, we're going to learn about who we are and why we're on planet Earth. You see, life is miserable when you don't know who you are. When you don't know who you are, you don't know who you belong to. When you don't know who you belong to, you don't know where your home is. When you don't know where your home is, you can't have any rest. And when you don't know where your home is, you, you, you get lost. And when you don't know who you are, you can't answer when you're called. And God wants you to realize who you are and why you're on this earth. And we begin to experience and realize that when we look at His Son. John chapter 3, verse 16. Speaking of this extravagant, lavish love, he says, for God so loved the world that he punished them. And, and, and what? Oh, wait a minute. No, that's, that's not in the Bible. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, it's available to anybody, right? If you ever seen the football games, a lot of times people hold banners up with John 3.16. This is the verse. You'll see it on TV sometimes, in the end zone. They'll hold it up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So what does God want for you? Life. Verse 17 in the Amplified. A lot of people know 16, but don't know 17. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world. You wouldn't know that going to some churches. You'd think that's the reason he came because that's what you hear from the pulpit. It shouldn't be that way. We have the same mission Jesus had. Not to reject, not to condemn, not to pass sentence on. 
Well, why did he come then? That the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound. That's what we talked about earlier in communion, right? That's what that word sozo means. Safe and sound, saved, made whole through him. So this is a very different God that we serve. Very different than the God I was told about growing up. We serve this lavish, extravagant, love you so much, I gave you my son, God. We serve this God who, who gave us everything he could give. And Romans 8.32 tells us because he gave everything that he could give, we are sure and we are certain and we know with all that we are that he will freely, graciously, gladly, without reservation, give us everything Else, This is the God that we want to serve. This is the leader we want to take the people to, right? This is who we want to introduce people to. It's a different image of God. Do you realize how many people are going through life with the wrong image of God because of what they learned growing up? They don't know this extravagant, ever-increasing, ever-expanding God. But He's living in you and He's living in me. In fact, James chapter 1, one verse 5 tells us that this God our, who's become our father that he gives generously without finding fault that's James 1 5 if you don't believe me he gives generously without finding fault and in the 17th verse of that same chapter it says every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of lights in 1 Timothy 6, chapter, chapter 6, verse 17, in the Amplified, it says that he gives us ceaselessly, richly, all things to enjoy. Come on, is that a different picture of God than what you've known? It was for me. It changed my whole life. He's a richly, ceaselessly, all things to enjoy God? Man, that, that blew my little religious boat right out of the water. What? So I can come, but this God wants to love me. He wants to change my life. He wants to provide for me. See, man's religion can keep you from knowing who you are, can keep you from coming home, can keep you from answering the call of God on your life, can keep you from experiencing his amazing love. That's why this church was born. We... we began a little over a year ago to give people a place where they can come and not have to worry about getting trapped in the barbed wire fences of man's religious doctrine. A place where people can come and experience the liberty of Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here. So let's look at my favorite alien. Let's look at Jesus in John chapter 8, verse 23. Take me to your leader. Why do they say that in those old alien movies? Take me to your leader. Because right? they want to know what you're all about. When people meet you, they want to know where you're from, right? 
Well, when you're born of God, when people meet you, they want to know why are you different, right? What's the reason for the hope and joy inside of you? And we want to take them to our leader, right? We want to bring them into relationship with this extravagant universe maker, right? John 8, 23, my favorite alien says, you are from beneath. Now, wait a minute. He was talking to people at that, that moment in time. If you look at the context, that didn't receive him, that didn't believe him, all right? They were criticizing him. He says, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Wow. <laughs> right? This is Jesus talking. Right? He was born of a virgin, but where did the seed come from? The Holy Spirit. Heaven. Right? It was a heaven pregnancy. No man involved. And John 1 Verse 11 says that we, when you put your faith in Christ, you're born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but you're born of God. And he's given you that same authority, that same power to walk on earth as God's sons and daughters. Right? Amen. John chapter 17. My favorite alien is talking. And he says, but now I come to you. This is verse 13. John 17, verse 13. But now I come to you. Now at this point, he's talking to his father, okay? John, really, John 14, 15, 16, 17, powerful portion of Scripture. We see Jesus dialoguing with this universal-making father, right? He's talking to him, and in this verse, he's actually praying to his father about his disciples who are there with them, but not only them, but those who would believe on him through their word. That's you and me. So let's look. He's praying. He says, but now I come to you. He's talking to his father. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse 14, I have given them your word. And boy, you want to talk about something that's out of this world. That's it. And the world has hated them because they, who was they? His disciples and you and me, right? Are not of the world. Because they've been born of the word. We've been born of the word. Just as I am not of the world. We're just like Jesus, aren't we? We come from the same place. Born of the same seed. We have the same father. Right? Verse 15. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Wow. Sanctify them. What does that word mean? Don't religiousify the Bible. Sanctify means to be set apart for a purpose. That's all it means, right? When I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I take the bread out of the refrigerator and I set it on the counter for a purpose, I'm about to open that bread up, take out some slices, and I'm about to smear some peanut butter on that thing. So I put that bread on the counter for a purpose. I'm going to eat it, right? Well, God has set us apart for a purpose so that through us, people can eat the bread of life, Jesus Christ. It's peanut butter and jelly time, right? 
Come on, what's better than a PBJ? You tell me. All right, sanctify them by your truth. Set them apart for a purpose through your word, right? Your word is truth. When you're hearing the word like you're hearing now, and you keep hearing it, you begin to speak it with your mouth, and you begin to believe it with your heart, your life becomes different. You become sanctified. You become set apart with a different purpose. You get up in the morning for different reasons. You have a different motivation for what you're doing because you're sanctified now. You're set apart for a purpose. Verse 18, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent you into the world, right? Verse 19, and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone. Those were the disciples that were physically standing with him at the time, but also for the people at Highway Church, right? Also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me and listen to this now talk about out of this world and the glory which you gave me I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Are you kidding me? Are you telling me that God the Father, the universe maker, loves you? Just as much as he loves Jesus? Absolutely. You bet. You bet. Jesus says so. Hallelujah. So I'm an alien. (laughs) And you are too. If you put your faith in Christ, you're not of this world. Your home is heaven. Do you have that frame of reference? So we're not holding on to anything in this life. Right? This is not our home. We're here on a mission to get done what he wants to get done. And we're going home. And man, that's when the real party starts. Right? So we got 120 years of vibrant life on this earth. And we're going to use it, man, for his glory. Right? Hallelujah. Look what the scriptures say about you. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Take me to your leader. Philippians 3. Verse 20 says, but our citizenship is in heaven. (laughs) And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Amplified says, we are citizens of the state, the commonwealth, the homeland, which is in heaven. And from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah as Savior. Do you know what the word alien means? It's from a Latin word that means belonging to another. Yes. That's me. Yes. That's you. 
You belong to him. Do you know that? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 verse, and verse 20 says, Don't you know your bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit? That you are bought with a price and you belong to another? Don't let the world tell you what to do with your body. It doesn't belong to the world. God bought you. He paid full price for you. Your body belongs to Him. Young people, you belong to Him. Don't let the world tell you what to do with your life. You're a precious, fearfully, wonderfully made creation of God. And you belong to Him. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Why? That you may proclaim, that you may show forth, that you may display the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, for you once were not an alien, but now you are an alien. Now you are born of God. Now you're the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens. I urge you as people who belong to another. Don't let the world lay right to your life. Don't let the world claim you. You know, I, I've been uh, in performing since I was little in music, and I didn't know Christ, and I, I was playing in clubs as a young man in, in high school. And boy, I'd, you know, I'd be in clubs from like 10 to 2 in the morning and get home 4.30 in the morning and just had no clue what life was all about. And I started to talk to God and ask Him to show Himself to me. And He did. He opened, opened my eyes. And, you know, in that, being in that entertainment atmosphere, um, I learned about the entertainment business. And one of the icons in American entertainment was Marilyn Monroe. Do you know that name? Very famous Hollywood personality. And she said something very revealing in her life. She said, Hollywood would pay me $5,000 for a kiss, but wouldn't give me 50 cents for my soul. Don't let the world lay claim to your life. And incidentally, she ended up ending her life because she was so empty on the inside. See, if, if you let the world take possession of you, there's nothing but emptiness in your future. You belong to another. And when you let God take possession of you, when you give yourself unto Him, there's unspeakable joy. There's glory unending. There's an ex expanding, increasing, abundant life that the world can't give you. Hallelujah. So we're realizing who we are, aren't we? We don't want to go through life not knowing our name not knowing where we're from, not knowing who we belong to, and we're realizing why we're here, what the reason is that we get up in the morning. And you know, it's really simple. Our mission on planet Earth is way simple. It's first and foremost to know and experience Him. And secondly, to help others to know and experience Him.
That's it. So we're here for two reasons, to know and experience Him and to help others know and experience Him. Take me to your leader, please. Paul got it right. He hit the nail on the head when the Holy Spirit spoke through him in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Let's put it on the screen in the Amplified. I want you to see this in the Amplified. This is what life is all about. This is why I have my Cheerios in the morning. For my determined purpose is that I may know him. Not about him. Know him. What does that mean? That I may progressively, like the universe, ever increasing, ever expanding, ever accelerating, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving, recognizing, understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. That's the kind of vibrant relationship that we have here and that we want to help you grow in. And that's the vision of Highway Church. It's very simple. We see a vibrant, growing church where people are experiencing God and moving forward in His destiny for their lives. All right, our last scripture, and then we're going to close. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 14, and it's got, it's got both packed into it here. It's got our, our, our who we are. It's got our mission. It's why we're here. And it's verse 14. I love this. This is out of the NIV. It says, for Christ's love compels us, just like the rocket fuel in a rocket, man. Christ's love moves us forward every day because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died, and he died for all. Why? That those who live, that's you and me, that those who are on planet earth should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Isn't love like that? Love is an amazing thing. It's nothing can satisfy you more than love, but at the same time, you give your whole self away in love. Isn't that great? Isn't that what marriage is? It's a total giving of your whole self. Can you imagine if someone came to someone and said, would you marry me? And, and, and she said, yes. And he said, for one week? It's Sunday. I'll marry you now until next Sunday. How would that be? That's great. We'll have a whole week together. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Why? Because love is forever. You can't experience the depth, the deep intimacy of love in a week. It takes a lifetime to enjoy, and it's this love that moves us forward. For, for him who, the message says it this way in verse 14, Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has the first and last word in everything we do. It's his love that moved Jennifer and I and my family and I to start this new work, Highway Church. It's our firm decision is to work from this focused center that one man died for everyone that puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death. Why? So that everyone could also be included in his life. What kind of life is this? It's a resurrection life. It's a far 
better life than people ever lived on their own. Verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we don't anymore. Verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's an alien. He belongs to another. He's a new creation. The old's gone, the new's come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us this mission to take people to our leader, to bring people into this reconciliation, this newness of life. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for you so that in him you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We're aliens from heaven. We're on earth on a mission to know and experience Him more so every day and to help others experience His amazing love in a very real way. So I want to remind you again, two Sundays from now, I'm going to share something that's been growing in my heart for months now. And I believe the Lord's given me a number of increase that we're going to experience before the end of the year. And I want to share it with you and we'll begin speaking out and watch God do it. I don't know how he is, but I know he will. I want you to get ready because this is a mission that, that a few people can't do. You know, in the area that we're living in, there's almost 3 million people. If you take Rhode Island, Bristol County, Norfolk County, Plymouth County, it's like 2.7 million, I think. That's a lot of people to reach. We need a lot of hands, a lot of hearts, a lot of voices, a lot of lives. So I want you to prayerfully consider plugging in and being a part of what God's doing here at Highway Church and come along for the great adventure. And next week we're going to share a special message, special message about God as our Father for Father's Day. So don't miss that. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence in this place this morning. Nothing sweeter, nothing better than this time with you as your sons and daughters. We rest in your presence right now. We thank you for making your salvation available to everybody through simple faith in Christ. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.